So thank you, um, all of you. You guys did a really great job. Um, actually, it was a family effort. Uh, Dr. Uh, Hadia's son is the one who did the translation for his grandma. So it was really cool to see this happen today. Uh, let's give them a round of applause. Yeah, it's really great. You know, sometimes we miss out on the treasures within our community just because of the language barrier. So I'm really glad that we were able to hear from her today, inshallah. Um, so uh, we'll have a very short uh, Q&A circle today. Tasneem, did you want to do the peace process? Lead us through it first or at the end? It's up to you. Sure, okay, so we'll end with that. Uh, does anyone have a question for uh, either of our speakers today? This is our Madhana from last month. Salam alaikum. Um, sister, um, I was very inspired to hear your khutbah and uh, even though I could only catch words in Arabic, um, to kind of follow the subject matter is still very moving um, to follow the subject and then hear literal translation. And I wanted to um, thank you for that, the, the beauty of, of actually hearing um, the surahs and uh, with such a flow and such a um, deep understanding. There's something that transfers, I think, in, that, in the sound um, that is maybe beyond words as well. So wanted to thank you so much. And also, I was curious about the particular um, nonviolence um, activist you were talking about. I didn't catch her first name. It was uh, Saeed. Um, who was the, the, what was her first name? Okay, let me translate to her. Okay. ومبسطه هو يدعي لكل الناس باللاعوف حتى لو عدوك لازم تسامحي وما تأذي أبدا إنما بالكلمة الطيبة حتى يعود إلى رجده القتل قطعا نهائيا مرفوض بالعالم لازم يكون هيك ربنا قال بس الآخرين لم يفهموا القرآن بشكل الصحيح القتل مرفوض نهائي uh, his name Jodat Said. He has many books. Um, um, you can find him online. He has a website, and many of his articles and book translated online in English. Uh, he is located now in Turkey because of the revolution happened in Syria. Uh, um, he's like a movement. Is uh, he refused the killing in any way for any person in any mankind on earth? This is like a misunderstanding for the Islam or religion or any religion in the world. Um, the people that what I'm translating her word, um, the people or the others understanding, they didn't understand the Quran right. And this is his message. His name, yeah, J-A-W-J-A-W-D-A-T. Mm -hmm. S-A-I-D. Any other questions? Uh, we also had a lovely 
Chutzpah by Tasneem on feelings. I'm sorry, Tasneem, you didn't get to go through the whole thing, but that means you're going to come back another time. <laughs> uh, anyone else? This is our past Khatiba. Assalamu alaikum. I want to thank both of the sisters and for our interpreter, who you did your mom a great honor. So congratulations to mom for raising such a wonderful daughter and for you as well to be so respectful and helpful to your mom. Quick question, when the sister was speaking about the daughter, I'm not sure if she's talking about the daughter of Pharaoh, but she used the word Asiya, the name Asiya, and that- Asiya. Asiya, okay, I was, so the I wanted- wife, The wife of Pharaoh. Okay, and I've just heard her by another name, that's why I was wondering. Uh, in I the mean, Quran, in the Quran, it, okay. her name is uh, Asiya. Said as Asiya, okay. Okay. Uh, she find her name from uh, the Torah. From the Torah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 I've also heard that it was hot Shepsut, and that just doesn't quite connect. But no one seems to be able to give an exact time in history when Moses and the Hebrews were in Israel, were in Egypt. So that's why I was trying to clarify. But the other quick question was, when you were speaking of Bilkis in Quran, mm -hmm. and you made a reference to Ibrahim at the same time, and I wasn't quite sure what that connection was. I was asking for a clarification on that connection. Okay. Okay. So can I repeat the first question about the, the wife of Pharaoh? Is, are you asking about the time? Uh, I was actually, well, if you have the time, wonderful, but I was actually asking specifically about the names because I had heard the daughter of Pharaoh found Prophet Musa, and then I heard that the wife wanted to raise him as their child, and the names are what are a little bit different. So that's why I wanted clarification on the names. Okay. Um, uh, if I understand, do you hear the question or you repeat the question? Yeah, um, our last khatiba, she asking that she heard about that uh, uh, the lady who found the prophet Moses when he was little, uh, the daughter of Pharaoh, and then the wife of Pharaoh that she raised uh, Moses alayhi salam. I will deliver the question to my mom and uh, the let her answer. Maybe I know the answer, but it's not my turn. بالقرآن ما ذكر إنه هي بنت فرعون كانت أخته وأمه بس اللي اللي لقوه بالهي هني جماعة فرعون اللي وجدوه باليم وأخدوا لكن هو رجع لأمه صار يعني أخته كانت عم عم تتقصى أخبار أخوها فوجديته عند فرعون فكان عنده أسلوب إنه هي إنه بلاقي لكم أنا وحدة ترضعوا هني ما كانوا عارفين إنه هي أمه لكن مو لقاله من جماعة فرعون 
اسم اسيا بيقولوا انه هو بالتواريخ بالدراسات التوراه او غيرها انه هي اسمها كان اسيا هي زوجه فرعون لكن القران لم يذكر اسمها. Like the, uh, the Quran didn't mention the name of the pharaoh wife but uh, from history she read a lot of history book and like the Torah so the, that what she got the name. Uh, the other partial that who in the Quran it mentioned that the men of Pharaoh who found the Moses and it took him to the palace. But his sister, Moses' sister, that she was around near the palace and when they heard him crying, she told them, oh, I can't tell you to who can breastfeeding him. So that's why he turned back and she, he got his mom, his original mom, to breastfeeding him. And your another question, yeah, and the سؤال تاني. لما ذكرتي بملكة بلقيس كيف ذكرتي ملكة بلقيس مع إبراهيم عليه السلام ليش ذكرتي أنتين مع بعضه؟ ذكرت بلقيس مع إبراهيم لأنه إبراهيم أسلم وجهه لرب العالمين وهي آمنت مع سليمان لرب العالمين الاثنيناتهم هن الوحيدين اللي ذكروا أنه أسلم وجهه لرب العالمين وهي كانت أمي وأمي بعصر كل واحد She, she mentioned this because um, when the, the Quran mentioned Balqis that she submit her face to God to be uh, her submission to God uh, with Solomon. And she connected to Abraham when he said, I submit to God. So this is the only two verses uh, mentioned in the Quran about submitting to God that Someone who said that I submitted myself to God. It was Abraham and Balkis. And to Sister Tasneem Noor, thank you so much. I think that was a wonderful, wonderful uh, encouragement. And I would love to hear some more of that another time. Thank you. Um, so I don't know if this was previously, we're guests from San Diego, so this is our only opportunity here. Um, I wanted to ask, Subhanallah, I mean, there's so many women mentioned in the Quran, and they never talk about what they were wearing or what they were doing, but they were talking about their actions and who they were married to and their roles and what lessons we've learned from them. So do you think it's because it's actually a non-factor, how they were dressed and the modesty? And, or, so yeah, I mean, like, where does, where does the focus on Muslim women and how we should be dressed in the 21st century become so, such an important role when it wasn't such an important role when we were talking about these women in Islam. I would tell you that we remember the women more than once in the Quran, but we don't remember what they wear in the Quran, or how they remember how they wear the women in the Quran, and how we say, why now, in the 21st century, all the people are only talking about the women in the Quran. What's the role of modesty in the Quran, or in the women? القرآن ما تدخل بها المواضيع بالماضي النساء حسب كل ظرف وحياتهم اللي كانوا عايشينها ذكر أهمية الفكر أهم شيء أهمية الفكر عند الإنسان الإنسان لما بيكون ناضج فكره هو بيعرف كيف يتصرف بلباسه أما لما بيكون فكره مو ناضج ما عنده فكر واعي هو بيعرف كمان يتصرف شو بده يعمل يعني ما ذكر الله سبحانه وتعالى وحتى بالآيات القرآنية ذكر الخمار وذكر الجلباب 
وترك أنا ما عندي إفتاء ما بحسن إفتي لأي إنسان بهذا الشيء كل واحد هو بحسب ما بيفهم بيقدر والحساب على رب العالمين أنا ما بحسن أعطي رأي بهالموضوع um, uh, the, the Quran didn't mention for the old like old women how they dress uh, and they mention about the, the wisdom or the, um, their ideas and uh, in her understanding that uh, if you are like uh, open-minded or like uh, you can you can think and you can know how to manage it um, around yourself or like but in the Quran there is a ayah and there is a verses about the scarf or the khimar and there is a verse about the jilbab and uh, it's up to you how you interpret it she don't give any advices or any any anything so it's up to you for more information on that, Dr. Khaled Abu Al-Fadl has a really interesting uh, four-part uh, lecture series online um, where he goes into how um, he, he basically calls it the dogma of the hijab and hijab uh, interpreting it as its original meaning, not as its colloquial meaning today. today. Um, and he basically goes into uh, colonial history and how um, it became like a very powerful identity marker for people to kind of fight back against colonial powers. So um, that's a really interesting thing you can check out as well. Um, yes. J-A-W-A. Oh, that I was talking about? Oh, uh, Khalid Abu Al-Fadl. It's K-H-A... L-E-D, and then middle name is, uh, or first part of the last name is A-B-O-U, and then uh, F-A-D-L. Uh, all right, so we'll close with uh, Tasneem's peace process, and if you could explain a little bit about what it is, and then lead us through it, inshallah. Yay, so, so someone said to me at one point that all fears are fears of feeling, and there is a sense that, oh, if I, because I, the thing that we're afraid of, oh, I don't want to feel scared. I don't want to feel judged. I don't want to feel ashamed. I don't want to feel, you know, so all these different feelings, there is a fear of them. And so the, the point is that if you can allow yourself to feel the feelings, then you're in a better position to respond to your feelings. And so um, the process I'm going to take you through is just that, is a peace, it's called a peace process. And it's a way of identifying your feelings in your body so you can feel it in a safe way and come to peace with that feeling without it letting you, like, you know, control you. So the biggest thing is you don't want your feelings to control you. You want to be able to manage your feelings in that way. And part of managing it is allowing it to be. So you have to let yourself to feel. And I know the importance of this because um, for like most of my life, until like two or three years ago, I was very bad at feeling my feelings. Like I was totally numb, I used to suppress a lot, and I totally did it with complete unconsciousness of it. Um, so if you saw, people used to ask me one of their favorite questions was, do you ever get mad because they never saw me get angry? And I was like, yeah, but I could count it on the number of times that, you know, when I got angry. So I used to be really disconnected with my feelings. Um, now, this practice and others have allowed me to have that awareness. And so I, I make more of an effort to not be afraid of my feelings and just feel them. So the process is very simple. 
First, you just want to identify. Um, so if you want to think of, um, and we'll go through this together. So if you want to think of a time or a feeling that might be coming prominent for you right now, um, it could be that you're upset at someone or you're angry or you're just feeling uh, sad or, you know, jealousy, whatever it is. If you're, just think of that emotion or think of a situation that has led to that emotion. Once you have that emotion, that's the time to get out of your head and into your body. All our feelings are manif have physical manifestations in our body. And so you want to get out of your head. You don't have to think about, you don't even have to figure it out. You don't have to get rid of it. You don't have to do anything. Just bring all your attention into your body. So take a deep breath and become aware of all the physical sensations in your body. Are you hot somewhere? Is your heart thumping? Is there a pulsation somewhere else? And as you become attuned to your body, find the most intense physical sensation. It could be in your heart area, your chest, in your head, near anywhere in your body. So see if you can find the most intense physical sensation in your body right now. Could be a, that you feel hot somewhere. Could be like there's pain. It could be any shape. And now all you have to do, once you identify the most intense feeling in your body right now, is watch it with like you would watch a kid with curiosity and send it love. Just like you watch a kid lovingly, without judgment, just seeing what he or she is going to do next. That's exactly how you want, your, want to watch your feeling that intense feeling, keeping all your attention on that, and just see what it does. Does it move? Does it shift? Does it stay still? Does it get more intense, less intense? And let it do whatever it is doing and send it love. Let it be. Allow it to be. That's right. That's right. Sending it love. You don't have to understand it. You don't have to change it. You don't even have to get rid of it. Just be with it. That's right. And that's really it. Um, it's a way of taking a pause and feeling your feelings in your body and letting them be and do what it wants to do. It will find its own way out. Sometimes it may take just a few minutes. Sometimes it might be longer than that. Um, sometimes you'll, you know, um, you'll, you know it, it, has, it has lost its power over you when you feel at calm, like you're at peace with it, or at least it's neutral. So then it's not like that heavy charge is not on it. Um, and again, when I started this for the first time, I was like, I don't get it, you know? I was really not connected to my feelings, so it took me a long time to get into the practice of it and really feel its power. And now I, I can. I can feel my feelings. Yay. Um, but yeah. Can I share? So, sorry? Can I share something? Yeah. I came with very bad stiff neck. It's gone. <laughs> Thank you. It works. <laughs>
Tasneem. And again, if you want to sign up for Tasneem's group coaching class, um, there's a sign-up sheet in the back. Uh, all right, well, thank you so much for coming today, everyone. Please help us clean up, um, and let's all go out and uh, continue the discussion outside over food.